Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 81. 81. <laughs> 81. We had a little blunder where we thought that uh, we were we were at the year and we weren't sure entirely and then we kind of missed it and then we came back to it and then we were at the year and then we we're at the year anniversary of the YouTube. But man, it's been an absolute blast of a journey and here we are at 81. This is like, we're so close, so close to 100. I, I can't believe how that we've come this far, McGee, and I can't wait for this episode just because looking at some of the things that we have prepared for this episode, even the player battle, like I'm pumped up to get into this one. It's going to be a weird one for sure. Yeah, this is going to be a weird episode. It was one of those ones last minute. There was some confusion over whether we were supposed to record today or not. Like yeah. we had no idea. And they're finally like, okay, no, no, no. We, we do need to record. Yeah. So we, we got our shit together, threw together an episode that's just absolutely the banana land. This 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 episode, some of the content we have lined up to, to discuss, it's just wild. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so Philly, without further ado, let's hop right into the player battle. Okay, so for this one, honestly, like we've done some good competitions thus far, but I feel like some of the best competitions that you can find are just some weird ones that you find on the internet. And I think some of our competitions have been weird in terms of context, in terms of the players that we put into them. And it's been just kind of funny having, seeing like what these guys could do in each competition and deciding what it would be. But for this one, I literally went on Google and searched like weirdest competitions. And so I found a list of the 20 weirdest competitions in the world. And I found one that I think would be pretty funny for these two guys. So it's the, it's a worm charming competition. So every year in it's a small village in England, it's hosted by Williston country primary school in Williston, a small village in England. There you go. It is a worm charming competition where people come out and try to charm worms to come out of the ground they have to charm as many worms as they can to come out of the ground the participants call themselves wormers and three people form a group a charmer a picker and a counter who are given a square meter of the field to grunt as it says as many worms as they can in under 15 minutes so you have to get as many worms to come out of the ground with whatever methods you see fit in 15 minutes and collect these things for the sake of our competition each contestant will play the role of all three, the charmer, the picker, and the counter. I think what we'll do is we'll just have the charmer and the picker, and then at the end, we'll count their worms, and that'll be like how it's done. But this this is a weird competition for sure, and I think we're going to have some good, uh, some good guests or some good competitors in this one. So let's get into the first competitor. He was drafted in the first round, 21st overall in the 1998 NFL Draft by the Minnesota Vikings. He played 15 seasons in the NFL for the Vikings, the Oakland Raiders, the New England Patriots, and the San Francisco 49ers. In 218 games played, he put together 982 receptions, 15,292 yards, and 156 touchdowns. He's a six-time Pro Bowler, a four-time All-Pro, a member of the All-2000s Hall of Fame team, the 1998 Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame as a player in 2018. A six foot four, 200 pound, 10 pound wide receiver from Rand, West Virginia, Randy the Freak Moss. His competitor with an equally incredible nickname. He was drafted in the first round, 
fifth overall in the 2006 NHL entry draft by the Boston Bruins. He's currently in his 15th season in the NHL, having played for the Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, Pittsburgh Penguins, and now with the Arizona Coyotes. In 1,122 games played, he's totaled 391 goals, 513 assists for 904 points. He became the first player in NHL history to win the Bill Masterton Trophy of Comeback Player of the Year as a rookie after overcoming testicular cancer. He's a world junior gold and silver medalist, an Olympic silver medalist, and a two-time Stanley Cup champion. A six-foot, 203-pound right winger from Madison, Wisconsin, Phil the Thrill Castle. (laughs) That's amazing. What an intro to those two players. But the one thing that really stuck out for me I can't believe Randy Moss is from Rand, West Virginia. I know. I know. What are the of that, man? Do you think he was named after the town? Yes. After reading this, he was 110% named after the town that he's from. They were like Rand, Randall, Randy. Randy, that's his name. It's Randy. <laughs> Sun sealed delivered. Randy Moss. Yeah. Welcome to this world. Write it down. Yeah, and like that's that's crazy. Like I after everything that you just mentioned, all their accolades, Rand, West Virginia. Yeah. Do you follow like um middle class fancy on Instagram? No. What what is it's that? It's basically okay, like it, it's like a spoof on like you know those houses where it's like, oh like we eat here or like house rules or like live laugh okay, love, yeah. all those like, yeah. weird signs in the kitchen, like yeah. Uh, and there's like I don't know, weird like welcome mats and it's just middle class people trying to be like upscale, I guess. Okay. So they have a whole like Instagram account dedicated to it. And the two personas, like the two main like characters that they try to like emulate, their our names are Randy and Nance, which are like the the average like suburban parents and like, oh like it's wine thirty, like ha 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 like shit like <laughs> that. So it's a pretty funny account. They got some good content. But when I hear Rand, I just think Randy and I I, I just think middle class fancy. So Randy, the freak moss. And Phil the Thrill Castle, who is the better worm charmer? Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to go with Phil on this one. Mm-hmm. The Thrill here, I love that. That's literally where my nickname came from. That's where I have the uh, that t-shirt that says Phil the Thrill on it. So, yeah. like, that started there. I just love Castle. I'm a huge Castle guy. Even just, like, just how he goes about his business of just being so casual and not caring and, like, do you remember when he was selling his house in Pittsburgh and there was that photo, they were doing like all the staged photos of all the rooms in his house. And there's a, there's a movie room in his house with a project, like a big projector on the wall or a big screen on the wall or whatever. And it was an empty room with like one chair, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like a community hall chair where it's like those metal ones with like a uncomfortable, like cushion on it. It was that chair sitting just like in the middle of his room like set up to watch movies and stuff and he was just like such an interesting character he's the one that we get all the all the quotes from of like this guy's such an idiot here yeah good one randy um how's your breath like he he just brings so many funny quotes he's such a like laid back guy there's a photo of him i'm gonna put it in the episode here there's a photo of him he scored i can't remember it was like a milestone goal or a milestone point or something with the coyotes this year and they took a photo of him with the puck and he looks like the least athletic human being i saw that man yeah yeah and there was like a trucker's account that posted a photo of him they like took it and edited it to have a, a 
the puck was him holding like a Copenhagen chewing tobacco <laughs> tin. And they were like, congrats to Phil for traveling this much. And like, as a trucker, blah, blah, blah. He won like 50% off a tin of Copenhagen at our store, like all this stuff. It was so funny because he just looks so unathletic and yeah. I feel like he's just so casual. Like this is just, <laughs> there's no real context behind like why he would be able to do it. He's just a funny, weird lad. And I feel like he would be able to just like pull some worms out of the ground just by being Phil the thrill. Like I, I don't have any other example other than I love this guy so much and I love everything he represents. I think he would just take this competition. I think worms would love him too. Yeah, I think <laughs> worms would love him. I, dude, I was on the exact same page. I was going to vote Phil the thrill. I think Randy... Uh, from Rand would would just like be too intense. I think he's just an athlete, like a competitor. Whereas Phil's like, like fuck, like he'll he'll just win the competition. He's like, wait, what the hell are we supposed to be doing? And these yeah. worms will just be going out of the ground, following him around. Like, just such a magnetic personality, just a, a likable guy. I think he won't take himself too seriously. He seems like a patient dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Phil just wins this by a landslide. I don't even think it would be close either. I think Moss might actually just like scare the worms away. That's He'd be so intense and like hitting too, the ground or something. He'd be and like, like, get out of here. Get <laughs> yeah. out of the, the ground, worms. And Phil would just be like, <laughs> like, come here, guys. <laughs> he would like put some water on the grass and like tickle the grass or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's just yeah, like phil worms would, coming up everywhere. Uh, phil would 100% win this, man. So I'm, I'm on the same page. Phil Kessel wins the snake, the snake charming competition. <laughs> the worm charming event. Don't confuse it with the snakes. He's yeah, a sorry, worm sorry, charmer. Sorry. <laughs> the worm charming event. Do you think? Do you think Phil would have any superstitions or or like rant? Like, what superstitions do you think would you you would need to get to get the worms out of the ground? Like, would you have to do some sort of preparation or? <laughs> You have to do like a mental prep to get ready. Like I'm just thinking about these people who go like to a worm charming competition and their mental preparation the night before, you know how you're like, you're going to go to a big event and like, you have to get yourself into the mindset of like getting ready or like when you're younger, you're going to a tournament. Maybe you have to, you have to go to bed at a certain time or eat a certain meal before you play the next day or like things along those lines. Like, yeah. You think these people, like let's uh, Kessel and Moss aside, just the people who go to a worm charming competition like the mental preparation do you think they get like anxious and they're like ready to go and they're like fired probably. up do you think they practice the night before yeah they probably do some like rain dance to, to make sure <laughs> that the, like the worms are out and about yeah because I, I i'm wondering if they would have superstitions for it to go into like you got to think these people don't just show up and just hope that the worms come out of the ground there is some mental prep of like just think about the charmer the charmer alone like the counter is probably le the least important of these people yeah the picker has a pretty important role because they got to grab those worms and get them out of there yeah. to make sure they don't miss any but the charmer is the most important person of this entire process because they have to get them to come up out of the ground that yeah. charmer is like going to bed the night before rehearsing their lines rehearsing what they're gonna do and thinking like thinking about <laughs> yeah like literally what you said doing the rain dance in the backyard getting ready to bring bring because i'm pretty sure worms like it when it's wet and yeah, stuff in the yeah. morning right they come to the surface that's why they're all all over the road after it rains <laughs> like i couldn't imagine the superstitions i would just think like they're probably have some earthy meal the night before mm and watch like a bird documentary or something because birds like early bird gets the worm. Like yeah. they are the early bird. 
I am I the early bird. <laughs> one with the robin. Be one with the robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who you pretty... think you are? I am the bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe that you, one is even a thing. But and they said by any means necessary that you can get the, the worm out of the ground. What They're does just that even like mean? shoveling. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that even mean? So I, I yeah, man. Superstitions are hundred percent. They're in play in, in worm charming competitions. Yeah. They've got to be. They've got to be, especially for the charmer, like you said. But. Uh, worm charming aside because that's just a sport that i'm never gonna fully grasp and I'm no. <laughs> so worm charming aside did you have any superstitions were you a superstitious guy in the sports that you played yeah like i had superstitions it was never to the point of like if this doesn't happen like i'm gonna play bad it was more so to the point of like i want this because i think i play well and it was not necessarily like and what and i think part big part of it for me was that aspect of I don't think if I miss something, I'm going to play bad. It was just that it was a mental state of like, if I do these things, I'll get in the right mindset and like, know like, oh, okay, I've done the preparation the right way and I've done my prep how I like to do my prep. So then now I'll be ready to go. I remember my superstitions changed as I got older, but I remember like when I was a kid, <laughs> I specifically remember the year I was playing for the Toronto Titans, a team that you played for, is we won like three games that year, some some crazy yeah. like that. But like, I I I I think I played like pretty well that year. I was a pretty good player on the team. Whatever. I had one of those like iHome docks. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, like where your iPod like sits in it. Yeah. So yeah. I I would put my iPod in it, and because you couldn't like download this stuff, I would have to go on YouTube and play it. And like while I was getting ready and like putting my suit on and like brushing my teeth and like fixing my hair and stuff, ready getting ready to go to the game, there was three things that I would play. Okay, and I would play them in this order. So the first would be this Nike commercial is like 45 seconds. I'm not even kidding. Like this is definitely just weird that I would do, but I was like 12, <laughs> 13 years old. I'll play this Nike commercial. It's with like Jerome McGinley and Dion Phaneuf. And it's about greatness. And it's like, or destiny. it's about destiny. And it's like destiny panics. Destiny does this. And it's like Jordan, Jordan Eberle tucks with that 5.3 seconds left and he's like with 5.3 seconds destiny panics and like it was like my favorite commercial i'll get hyped up i'm like yeah destiny doesn't exist like create your own destiny like i'm like 12 years old i'm getting hyped and then i would go from that into the um eric thomas oh um if you want to breathe or if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe then you'll be successful. successful. Yeah. So I would used to play that one and it had like the music behind it and it would get all like intense. And it was like, so there was this guru, right? And like, I would get hyped off that one. And then I would go from that into uh, the final one was Miracle on Ice Speech. And I would just oh. go Miracle on Ice Speech. Miracle on Ice would end, unplug my iPod, grab my headphones, go downstairs, get the rest of my stuff ready. And this is like after I've eaten and everything. So yeah. I do that, go downstairs. And like, I'm literally going to take you through this routine of like when I was younger and just, I would go pack my bag. I would put everything in, not necessarily in a specific order, but I kind of dress myself into my bag. If that makes sense. Yeah, so I'd be I like, I put on this thing. and I would like put that into my bag just as sure I would have everything on. though. Like it wasn't yeah. really a uh, superstition as much as it was like, I don't want to forget anything and be stressing. Exactly. Exactly. So then I would bring my bag upstairs. And then once I got upstairs, which is like, I just packed my bag. Like, this is so dumb. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I would go downstairs, just look, make sure nothing's on the ground. Nothing was on my hooks, go back up, unzip my bag and just like open it and be like, okay, shin pads elbow pads helmet gloves pants shoulder pads good and like close the bag again yeah <laughs> like this is like my process and go to the rink and then i didn't have at the rink superstitions i didn't get at the rink superstitions until i was older 
and like same here actually yeah so mine would be less like intense but i would obviously do the bag packing thing of like making sure everything was still there i kept that all the way through my life but i would get to the rink and i would do i would sit down change and then i would go to the washroom come back tape my stick and i would tape my stick the exact same way every time and then once i tape my stick i would go out and warm up and then in my warm-up i would just do things in the same order so like Mm -hmm. Even if I didn't have as much time, I wouldn't have to do it for the same length of time, but it was like, okay, I would do like high knees, butt kicks, leg swings, et cetera, et cetera, play soccer, go to the room, get changed. And then like, that was the thing. And then once I was dressed, I would go to, I would go pee, sit down, coach would talk. And then once he was done, I'd go pee, put my helmet on and we'd go and play. And that was like done superstitions. And then the only time that I actually had like, some weird superstitions when we were getting ready. And it, I think it paid off because we won a provincial championship. It was my last year of lacrosse. Everybody in the room, we won the first game in the tournament. We sat in the exact same order in the room, every room that we went in. We warmed up in the same order. We did the exact same routine. And like our, tr- our trainer like made it sure we went through the exact same routine every single time. We would come in at the same time before every game. We would sit down and then everyone would do the exact same things. And like, whether you had to tape your stick or you drank Gatorades or BioSteel or whatever it was, everyone would do the exact same things. Even our coaches were doing the exact same things. And then I would like put on my shoes in the exact same order, put like put on my socks, put on my shoes in the same order, my jock, my upper gear. Like I would do everything. And then my buddy who was sitting beside me, every time I would get him to tape one bicep pad, tape the other, he had to do it in the same order and he had to put the same number of tape around each arm. And then I would turn and do the exact same thing to him. And then I put my Jersey on and we'd sit and wait. And we won provincials that year. So like it paid off, but that was the only one where like my superstitions were legitimately like intense. Cause like it was the whole team was on the same page of like, everyone has to do the exact same things. That is superstitious. Like that yeah. is the definition of, of a superstition. Like that's pretty wild. I to quote the great Michael Scott, like I'm a little stitious. Like Not you, it wasn't really yeah. I it wasn't really uh like when I was younger, it would just be videos. I'd always watch like I was a huge like Adam Foot and like Chris Pronger fan. I just love those like hard-nosed defensemen. And I would always like model my game after that. Okay. So I'd always watch the videos just to get me fired up, like Adam's shift or Adam Foot's last shift in the league where he's lifted the guy's stick out of the arena i was like that fired me up so much yeah so uh, i actually did that one one game like in a tournament knocked the guy's stick and my dad caught it in the no yeah man it's pretty jokes um so but besides that like so i would watch the little videos when i was younger but like you said it was only when i was older and even then it wasn't like getting dressed a certain way or anything like that i'd get to the rink kind of chill out like i'd like to get to the rink like a good two hours early like especially in juniors and stuff like give myself ample time to just like chill i hated minor hockey like getting to the rink and then getting like <laughs> potentially getting stuck in like 401 traffic or like yeah whatever yeah. and then just like be having to be in a rush so i hated that uh so i like getting to the rink early just taking my stick chilling um in like elliot lake on the road we'd have like food like a table set up with like nutella and like peanut butter and bread so i'd always make a little sandwich for myself and just munch that like (laughs) little uh, Sidney crosby action yeah like have a little banana or something like that (laughs) yeah a banana sandwich yeah muck that get some water and gatorade in me and then i'd take my stick and then when we went up for warm-up the only superstition i really had was just like he said again 
just repeat uh, repeating the order of my like warm up. So I'd play sewer ball first, and then like whenever I got out or I won or whatever the case, once that was done, I'd do my own like independent little like st- dynamic stretching routine, always okay. in the same order. And then that's basically as far as it went. But your your superstitions reminded me a lot of that Sidney Crosby, uh, that that story. What was it like? Uh, you do you know what I'm talking about though? That yeah, uh, I it, it's the one where with the music playing before the game and yes, he had to yeah. yeah okay so I heard this on another podcast and I think it's insane because it's like probably one of the most intense superstitions and it probably if something like this happened in that year of lacrosse we would have just continued to do the exact same thing so like I don't find it that crazy because I think like if it happened at that point I would have done the same thing yeah but. Basically what happened was like, I guess one of the guys on the team, Joe Vitale, he was like the locker room DJ or whatever. So he played a song. It was Florence and the machine and Crosby came up to him before the game, like while the song's playing, he's like, Oh, I love this song. I heard it on this trip um, to Italy. It was my theme song for the trip. I did this, this, and this in the trip, blah, blah, blah. Tells him about the whole trip. Cross goes out that night, has like two assists and a goal or something. And then they win. And the next game, the guy obviously plays the same song and Cross comes up to him and he's like, Oh, I love this song. I heard it on this trip to Italy. And then it was my theme song for the trip. And he tells him the whole story. And the guy's like, Vitaly's like, dude, like you told me yesterday, but he's like, what the hell? And then Crosby goes out and has a huge night and they win again. And he says like, basically after that second time, he realized what Crosby was doing because they all know he's superstitious. But the first time he was like, is this guy okay? Yeah. And then, he said they went on a 16 game heater. They won 16 games in a row and 16 straight games. Crosby came up to him when the song was playing and said, yo, I love this song. I heard it on this trip to Italy. It was my theme song and told him the entire story with all the details from front to back 16 straight games. And he says like, he just played along because he knew what was going on and they were winning and they were playing really well. So he just played along. And then after the 16th game, they finally lose one. Crosby comes up to him after and goes, man, what a run we had with that song, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I feel like I couldn't help but laugh, like, especially if I was the one telling the story, because I would know just how crazy this sounds. Like, I'd be yeah. telling him, like, oh, this reminds me of the trip to Italy, and I'd just, like, I'd laugh, man. That's just funny. <laughs> yeah, I would, like, still want to do it, obviously, because yeah, keep the 100%. superstition, but I would, like... I would be on the same page. Like I would find it funny that I was even doing it. You know, like I'd be like, I, I don't know if I can take myself seriously telling you this story right now. You're telling the same story like a hundred times, well, sixteen times, and then you just feel like, okay, like, like fuck. And this guy's just looking at you like, mm-hmm, just with this listening along. Like it would be so yeah. hard to act like you were genuine. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking about too. Imagine you were in the other position though, of like being the guy that he's telling you that like is hearing the story. Yeah. Like I literally heard this story 15 straight times, Sid. Like, what are you doing? But like Crosby has some crazy superstitions. He's worn that same jock since like his minor hockey. Yeah. Like imagine wearing the same cup. Not even just like, oh, the cup. It's like the 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 stitching and stuff, the actual material that goes with it is like gone holy crap yeah how is it managing to stay together the trainers are heroes yeah they probably sew it back together like three times a season yeah we're like probably more than that i feel like yeah that thing's that thing's been probably been through the ringer once or twice imagine how important though the trainers would feel their job is yeah equipment manager they're like dude i cannot ruin this jock 
because yeah. Crosby would be one of those guys, like, you know, when like someone's goldfish dies and you just like get them a new one to like be like, oh, like just it's the same one. The they same never one. notice. It's 24 <laughs> years old. Like, it's, yeah, it's, Crosby's gonna know, man. Like, hey, that ain't the 24, yeah, like you said, 24, 25 year old jock that I've been wearing. So, like, you got to take extra precautions with that thing to make sure it stays intact. That would be a tough job to have aside from just having to actually maintain a guy's jock. <laughs> yeah. Tough jobs tough jobs for the equipment managers but tough jobs and superstitions the one thing i read about like it, it's pretty crazy because it kind of touches on both of those things it's it's completely Pretty off cool. topic from hockey and okay. really anything else but it got me thinking the one superstition slash tough job that i was reading up on and just kind of was thinking about the other day is in like war and battle back in the day they used to have drummers, like people who were designated <laughs> just they'd come out like rum, bum, 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 like banging their little drums, leading the army into battle. And they wouldn't like they wouldn't have anything. Well, I guess it was a, one a superstition for the, for the to fire up the boys like before they came in with their muskets, like putting the gunpowder in and shit. Dude, and you then, know what I'm thinking about? Sorry, sorry. You know what I'm thinking about? When you come no, on, when little kids come on the ice before the game and they skate back and forth and they do that <laughs> boom, boom, ch- boom, boom, ch- the drummers are just firing away. The guys yeah. are like banging the guns on the ground. Like, yeah, dude, I can't believe that, that coaches even let their kids do that. Like the we all you on the ice. It was the worst. It was always like, uh, Brampton didn't, or Barry. Yeah, Barry, Barry always did it. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's in the water. And like, if anyone from Barry is listening to this podcast and knows what we're talking about with our minor hockey organization, allowing them to do the We Will Rock You on the boards, please let us know like where that came from and why you keep doing it. Yeah, because I feel like why all of your minor hockey teams do it. (laughs) Yeah, Barry's hockey, like, yeah, there's something in the water, maybe. We'll have to get, uh, we'll have to get somebody on the pod from Barry to explain. Yeah, I'll it was to, a I'll weird one. to Curtis Ron maybe and get him to, to <laughs> fill me in on what the hell's going on in Barry. Um, but yeah, the little drummers, man. What the hell? What a drummer a, boy. Crazy, crazy thing. I can't like. What do you do? Like, who would volunteer for that? I know, I know. Imagine like you get enlisted to the army, and then they're like, "Actually, you're just gonna you're play just the, the drummers. Drummer. You're just yeah. the drummer." Like, well, fuck like and there's nothing wrong with being a drummer, but like having to go and be the guy in. Like, did <laughs> did did every like army have this? Because I, I don't know. I'm honestly asking this because I don't I know, and like them. I'm not researched. And they just like come out. And it's like a ritual, you know, like the haka before a rugby game. And they do like yeah. the haka. They come out and they do like each. They have like a drum duel, and then they just like retreat, and then like the war continues, <laughs> like the yeah. war commences. Because I feel like it would be like a ritual in terms of like starting the war for that like day. ceremony or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know this. And I'm, and I could be way off here. This is like a lad's, like, this is another thing. Speculation. Just not <laughs> speculation. But like, I would feel like it would make sense that like the drummers come out, they do their little rumble like pump. Cannon and drum line, just <laughs> banging the other guy's drum, getting fired up. And then like, they just retreat. And then like the war commences. And then like at the end of the day, like the trumpets start playing and like the drummers come out again and play and then just like retreat. And then it's like war's over for the day. Like we're back at it tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like it was so much more civil. Well, I mean, it was probably- It was war, but it was like civil. (laughs) Yeah, it was way more gruesome because all the technology and weapons were just like, literally someone would shoot you and rip a fucking bowling ball sized hole through your chest. Like, yeah, crazy. But- um and their little muskets on their end of their guns and stuff yeah so that was 
probably just a horrible experience to be a part of. But would the drummers be spared? Like, would they like be on the battlefield just <laughs> looking around, not being touched? Or they like, like walk out? They're like, hey, it's a drummer. <laughs> yeah, leave him alone. We need the music. Like, I don't know. Don't touch him. Yeah. You know what I just thought about too? We would. I brought up like how they would bang the muskets on the ground at that point in time. Banging the muskets on the ground was probably the last thing they wanted to do because of misfires and stuff happening oh with those God, guns. Yeah. They're like, boom, psh, like, and then that's it. Like the yeah. drummer comes out, like, sorry, this is kind of gruesome, but like the drummers comes out just like playing away. And then the boys are like trying to get fired up and like oh my accidental. Like you don't need that happening before yeah. the war even begins. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? Like, well, one misfires would be terrible, but they always had like the little the system where the front guys would shoot and then they'd crouch down to reload, and then the back guys would shoot. So they'd have a constant a cool like <laughs> a constant barrage of of ammo going. Where were for some reason? All I can picture when you say that is like, you know, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when it's like a oompa loompa doopity doo, and they're like doing the up and down, <laughs> and it's like a, it's like alternating. That's Their all I can picture. Just like, yeah. Their little dance. It's like one goes up, one comes down, and like but the drummers and the trumpets are playing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a little dance. Dude, I can't yeah. War was just something. I feel like like if a soldier, like a Navy SEAL or a Marine or something, went back in time and just like stood on the sidelines watching all this shit unfold, they'd be like, What the hell's going on here? Like, what is this? This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's a whole production. It's literally yeah. a whole production start to finish. It's obviously sad. And <laughs> real, real talk, real talk though. It's terrible. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah. Like we're not making fun of what drummer. these people went through and drummers, but the, the whole concept of what they did from start to finish, pretty funny. Like pretty, yeah. like just in terms of what we're speculating when what went down, it yeah. would have been a pretty funny scene of the drummers and like these guys having to <laughs> do the little oompa loompa dance up and like, down. Yeah. yeah, like people nowadays they go back and look at this and be like, what was happening? Like, what is this? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a different time, man. It's yeah, a different like, time. I, I still don't understand like, so they'd go into a field and like a common area and they'd have yeah. these like they wouldn't like storm any they wouldn't like go and infiltrate they'd like meet up together in a, yeah in a this is like old world yeah, we're like talking old, about like, like, yeah <laughs> this is old shit yeah, yeah yeah but they'd meet up in some like no man's land field yeah. and they'd fight and like what would the end outcome be like they just like okay like you've bested us like you win <laughs> i guess they're like the white flag surrender yeah, or they just and retreat then, but then what like you're, you're not in their territory you're not in your own territory like is it just a gentleman's agreement at that point that like you'll retreat once they get to your land or <laughs> just a little nod and like a farewell and like everyone's yeah. on their ways like that's it like <laughs> yeah i don't know because you'd have to walk back to where you came from and then yeah. it would just be like well like what the hell is just the into the like, into nothing both yeah. people just retreat into nothing no nah, i don't know weird time weird, son what a weird thing man that just boggles my mind listening to <laughs> just just listening to my own words yeah <laughs> so, golf, <laughs> so golf is around the corner have you you've been out philly no i haven't played golf i uh i went to a driving range and that was about it so that was nice to do like get to just swing the clubs but no i haven't got to play yet i've been pretty busy with work and like i guess last weekend was the first weekend that things even opened up yeah so i can't i can't go out 
like during the week, unless I want to just play nine after a day of work. Or the last thing you want to do. Yeah. I'm like kind of just ready to go home and go to bed at that point. Like watch the Leafs, watch the Leafs lose, which sucks has been sucking to do, but no, I haven't got to play golf, but I am excited about the fact that things are opening up and we're heading in the right direction here. We're both vaccinated now. First vaccine one, one dose summer, I guess they're calling it whatever Trudeau called it one dose summer. Dude, they, they changed it though. I saw something. We're now like August 9th. I saw a new like little post about how we can get it in like August now. Oh, the second dose. Yeah. Oh, I don't, nice. don't like quote me on that. I saw. No, I'm quoting you on that. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna radio you. I'm literally gonna write a blog tonight. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, Ryan McGee says. <laughs> yeah, says this. But I saw a little chart or something, a schedule breakdown. August 9th, I think, is is what I remember seeing. Could okay. be completely wrong, but whatever. Hmm. But yeah. So things are opening up slowly but surely. And we need to we need to go to have our one our lads and launchers uh, and lads skinco golf uh, event. Yes. That's still yep. going to take place at some point. Yeah. Um, so we will do that. But again, like, I feel like I've, I've seen so many people golf and it's great to see people out and about and, and kind of at least one thing open up in some sort of resemblance of, of normal summer activity. Yeah. It was good. And Doug Ford, I mean, like we gave him be better. We gave him the B he was the, the subject of our be better last episode for, for taking a sweet time and banning golf. Um, don't do it just because of his buddies just because yeah his just because his buddies it was a joke it's horrible it's horrible yeah but thank god new... he's listened to some advice yeah i have a new be better though I, i've seen stuff on on social media like our buddy graden godstruck shared this on a story and then i saw it again on reddit and it, basically in BC, they're chopping down these massive, massive trees that are like just ancient trees, like hundreds and hundreds of years old. They're massive. These things like you can barely fit like one trunk on the back of like a transport truck. And there's a huge, trunk, huge, huge trees. Oh so my God, I'm trying that's to find not right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're cutting down. It's old forest growth forest. Yeah, old growth forests. So they're just cutting this down. What? What? Why? I don't know, man. I don't know. They, they're like they're old growth forests are just being, and these are the trees that like you can literally have ten full grown men linking arms around them. We're yeah. only as strong as we're the trunk together, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the old coaches. Um, but man, it's it's these massive trees are being cut down. So that's not cool. BC's BC's NDP party. They, they apparently they, they pledged to conserve these old growth forests, but it went back on their word. Oh, so, wow. I mean, yeah, BC, be better. Yeah. What are you doing? Save BC the trees. Parties. Lads and launchers saves the trees. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we strive to do. Yeah, no, that's a that's a be better for sure. Well, like, especially if they said they would preserve them and now they're going back on their word. Like, that's a joke altogether. What are you doing with that? Like, what? Yeah, I'm not, the, the amount of paper that's being made. The amount of no, you know what it is. Lumber prices have been through the roof. Like we found this out through work, trying to just yeah. even get stuff to build forms or decks or fences. So maybe they're just like, man, we got to get some of this stuff from BC. But wrong way to go about it, guys. Like I'd rather just price be higher than have to cut down the trees. Like save the forest here, save the trees. 
lads and lawn chairs pledge to save the trees <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's what we for need. every tree i cut down in my life i pledge to plant another one that's a, <laughs> why would you be cutting down how many trees have you cut down none but i'm just saying <laughs> okay if in the future in the future for okay whatever, yeah yeah like you cut off the snake's head and two grow back yeah that's yeah. it we're in yeah oh, we're doing two trees yeah yeah we'll plant two because we need to because they're they're little baby trees or they're seeds so we need to yeah. we need to double it and we need to what's bring the, it back. Uh, what's the policy on like planting trees like in public are you allowed to just plant a tree wherever you'd like like if you carried a little bag of seeds around with you, like what's stopping okay. us from going to like the middle of a baseball diamond and just planting like a blue spruce? Nothing. I don't, well, nothing as long as you don't get caught, I wouldn't think you'd yeah. probably need like some kind of permit to like plant a tree that's grown, but like yeah. to just dig, dig a little hole, throw, throw a seed in there and like come and water it every now and then. I don't think anything would happen. You could probably make that pretty like inconspicuous too. Like one day you just sit down, nobody's out there at a baseball field or a soccer field. Like imagine like on the home thing of a soccer field, like they're on the circle. You yeah. just like take a little shovel with you, like dig it up a little bit, throw some, uh, throw some tree seeds in there, close it back over, pat it down and throw some water on it. Like yeah. every day you come back and you're having like a picnic at the center of the soccer field and no one's playing, like throw some more water on there, mm -hmm. like keep it going just a tree comes up out of the ground in the middle of the soccer field. It'd be, probably be, you could get away with that for sure. <laughs> but I don't know if like just planting a tree that's grown already would be acceptable. I don't know. Yeah. It wouldn't be acceptable, but that would be a funny, I think that'd be a jokes kind of uh, like prank to, to soccer players. It would be like a, it would be like, like a long-term prank. It would be, no, no, but I mean, getting those, like those 20 foot ones that are already kind of like premature, like kind of young. Yeah. You see them at Sheridan Nurseries. Like you can go and like get them and they have the huge things. You drag those over by like a, a yeah. trailer or something and plant it in the middle of the night. And then the soccer team comes in the next day to practice. And there's like already like kind of a big tree in the middle of the field. They're like, what the hell? It was here yesterday. Do you remember what one of the years of the grad pranks was at our high school? It wasn't our, it was a couple years ahead of us. But do you remember what they did? There was like a field in the back that they used to hold gym classes on and there was like a line of trees on the outside of the field and the grade 12s one year like near the end of the year came back at night took all the trees out of the ground and like replanted them in the middle of the field really yeah do you you don't remember that? no i don't remember that <laughs> i only remember because i had a comm tech class that overlooked the field and I came in in the morning and was like going to class and I was like walked up and there's a huge like glass windows and like you look outside the windows and there was just like all the trees were like in the middle of the field, like planted. They weren't just like out of the ground. They were planted, but they were like replanted in the sod, like in the middle of the field. And there was just like, like the backfield like near the parking lot. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. And they just like replanted the trees. They like picked them up and like relocated them. Yeah. Oh my God. That's actually amazing. Yeah, I hope they like. I don't know. They would. I guess they replanted them again. They moved them back for sure. I think they moved it like that day, and then they had to re, re excuse me, resaw the field. Yeah, that's yeah. actually absurd. Yeah, I remember that happening. That was pretty funny. I remember coming in in the morning and just seeing all the trees move. The it was a pretty good prank. We didn't do any grad or graduation pranks. We should have. No, like I think the Woodbridge kids did like uh, some crickets or something. Yeah, just dumb. Like that's not yeah. even funny. Yeah, just a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's honestly more of a pain in the ass, even for just like the going people the in the school. <laughs> well, yeah, even going to PetSmart and buying crickets, like just like a pain in the ass for everybody. Nobody's even like enjoying that one. Even like the other grade 12s would just be like, yo, like, what is this? There was, a, I remember there being like a stink bomb or something too. 
Yeah, I remember that, but I never I even know, like what the hell is a stink bomb? Like, I don't even. How do you make one of those? I don't know. I think you can buy them. I think you like pre-order one. Oh. Yeah. By the way, it's pretty lame. That's that's yeah. like you. I don't know. That just it looks like something you, like a stink bomb is something that you just hear about in like movies, like childhood movies. Like <laughs> yeah, the delinquent of the neighborhood is gonna get you with a stink bomb. Like whatever. Yeah. You hear it all the time, but you never know what like what the hell is a. I'm not surprised though that the Woodbridge kids did that. Gotta be honest. <laughs> no, no, no shade to the Woodbridge kids. We have we have friends with, with some of them. So that's <laughs> some some of them. Yeah. Dude, you know what's crazy? Like we were talking about movies and, and just like the, the stink bomb thing. But I was reading up on this one movie, American Psycho. Okay. American Psycho with Christian Bale. And I read this thing where apparently this one scene, maybe if you know the movie, you'll know what scene I'm talking about. But it's the business card scene where they're all like comparing each other's like the craftsmanship of each other's business cards and like how well they're made or how like whatever. And they're exchanging business cards. And apparently during this scene, the director said that Christian Bale broke out into a sweat on cue. Every every take of the scene. I, I just need to know how that's even possible. Like, how do you just break out into a sweat on cue? <laughs> you flex really hard. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. That's just like, it's whack. And like, how, did he that. stop it? Did he just naturally stop the sweating? He's like, okay, time to stop sweating now. Or like, did yeah. it just like come to an end because he couldn't continue to produce sweat? Like, I don't. Dude, it reminds me of uh, that one episode of The Office where Dwight's like, I can both raise and lower my cholesterol. It's like, why would you want to raise your cholesterol? So I can lower it. <laughs> yeah. That's Christian Bale with his sweating. It's like, I can both stop and resume sweating. Yeah. Why would you want to, why would you want to resume sweating so I can stop it? <laughs> yeah. But that's like miraculous. If, if that's true, if there's any sliver of truth behind that, Christian Bale is autom- automatically has my vote of the greatest actor of our generation. <laughs> For just being able to like start and stop sweating. On yeah, him. like yeah, like stopping and starting crying is already impressive enough. Yeah, but sweating? Give me a break, man. Come on. Yeah, this no, guy is that's <laughs> undefeated. Yeah, that is impressive. Honestly, I I want it. I wish I could like watch him do it. Let alone just like hear or hear somebody say like, yes, this is confirmed. He did this. Yeah. I want to just like watch him start sweating because i want to know the process that goes into it maybe do you think he has a superstition for starting to sweat (laughs) he's got to man he's got to like maybe envision himself in a certain like setting where maybe if you like you like in your head you're like i'm in florida i'm in florida or like i'm in a very hot climate (laughs) you like imagine yourself in a hot climate yeah the brain's a powerful thing man there's like some wim hof shit with the breathing and the like okay like this is i can trick my brain into thinking i'm here and start sweating profusely it's a good point maybe maybe that is well, it's impressive. Gonna be, i guarantee it's gonna be one of those things where you finally meet christian bale and you're like christian christian sweat for me and then he's gonna be like oh you can't put me on the spot i'm not ready like and he just like crumbles under the pressure oh i can't do it right now yeah i can't <laughs> do it right now i am not i haven't had my uh my routine i haven't done my routine I haven't eaten enough hot sauce today. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Honestly, that would be impressive. I actually love the office though. You brought it, brought up the office. The office is like an incredible TV series. That is something that I think I've watched every episode, like of every season, start to finish maybe three times. And then it's like, 
probably three times and maybe more. And then it's one of those things where like, if I'm ever bored or like just looking for something to do, looking for something to throw on in the background, I can just throw on the office. Like the office is an incredible show, even for that, because you don't have to pay attention and you can kind of just laugh along with it. Because even if you just like hear some of the things, it's still pretty funny and like pretty, like, it's just easy to put on. for, For me, I have a show like that. Like my, my show is, there's a few of them. Like obviously the office is a huge one. And I know a lot of people, love the office as well my favorite show to throw on in the background is how i met your mother there's just something okay. like that's comforting about it like you don't yeah. have to pay attention you don't have to whatever you throw on this background noise and it makes it makes you feel like kind of comfortable yeah it's just, it's just good to like have on in the background and another show like that that came out like with the reunion the whole reunion tour is happening basically right now or maybe i aired yesterday i can't remember well i guess two days ago if this is coming out on monday uh, and it's, it's the Friends reunion episode. And have you have you seen Friends? Yeah, yeah. So I've seen Friends start the same as Office, start to finish twice, yeah. every episode twice. And then it's one of those ones that I can kind of just throw on an episode every now and then. And just like, if I'm not feeling the Office, which I'm usually feeling the Office, but yeah. if I like see Friends on the list first, like I'll just throw on Friends. But yeah, it's like one of those ones for me. I loved the I loved Friends. I loved the yeah. show. I watched the whole thing <clears throat> from start to finish as well. And I li- I liked it too, man. Like I've been seeing ever since the reunion came out, I've been seeing a lot of friends slander and people are like, Oh, here's me. What? Like listening to a friend's joke. It's just like, just a straight face. Like people are <laughs> shitting on the, uh, the thing. Mind you, I have, or sorry, I haven't watched friends probably since I was like 15, 16. Oh, okay. it's, been, it's been a while since I've watched it. So maybe if I watch it now, I'll agree and be like, okay, this is bullshit. Like a little cheesy or whatever. But I mean, it's supposed to be cheesy. It's a sitcom. Yeah, that's the thing though. Like you got to embrace it. It's like How I Met Your Mother is cheesy as well. The Office yeah. is cheesy as well. But they're like, you just have to embrace that and like understand and enjoy the fact that it's a sitcom. Like that's yeah. what it is. It's that's it. It's meant to be. It's a, it's like a, it's a comedy. Yeah, it's not supposed to be, but people, I guess, are, are complaining that it's not that funny, which, like, I don't think it's supposed to be, like, there are funny moments, but I wouldn't consider it a comedy show. Right, no. Like, it's just, so, like, it has funny moments, it has moments where they try to be funny that just doesn't hit, because sometimes the character, it's just real, it's, like, supposed to be real life, and sometimes you're just, like, try to be funny, it doesn't work, like, whatever the case yeah. may be. So, yeah, I don't think it deserves the slander. Maybe we'll have to rewatch it and then reconsider. I know the laugh, the laugh track kind of got a little aggressive. Like sometimes yeah. they'd, they'd like, like, hey, how's it going, guys? I'm like, ha ha ha. Like, so like someone just accidentally pressed it at the wrong, uh, like, the yeah, wrong time. It seems like they, they really kind of went a little, little heavy on the laugh track. But that was my, yeah. only, my only critique of the show. Do you think it's overrated at all? I could see how people would think that. Like, I don't think it's anything on the, on the like, The Office, How I Met Your Mother and Friends, those, like, the binge-worthy, like, comfort shows. I'd, yeah. probably, I'd probably put Friends at the bottom of that list of those three. Okay. I watched, so I liked How I Met Your Mother more than Friends, but the only thing was I didn't want to re, I watched it start to finish. I didn't want to re-watch it because I knew what the ending was. Yeah, the ending. And how I met your mother is like very important. The ending is very important, really, because like, not it's like I don't know how to explain. Like, not every episode is about the ending, but it all builds up to the ending. 
Yeah. Right. Like it's a story of how you get to that final episode and how that final episode happens and what the end result is so, and how he met your mother. And then the end, the ending happens, the final episode happens and you're like, Oh yeah. But I mean, it's like, this is an incredible show. And then you watch the final episode and you're like, Oh, like what? <laughs> yeah. And I want to put out, I want to put out a, a poll because in, in terms of bad endings, how I met your mother, it was a great, well, a really good show other than the ending that I yeah. love to watch, and I rewatch it constantly. Uh, another show that I'm rewatching currently is Game of Thrones, which had another questionable ending. So I yeah. want to put out a, a poll on our, on our thing to, to viewers or, or listeners who've seen both shows of what had the most more disappointing ending, How okay. I Met Your Mother or Game of Thrones. Because I would, I would, I'm curious to see what people think, because both endings kind of sucked. Okay, I'll get I'll get a poll together and we'll get that fired up on the uh, on the Instagram for people to go and yeah, vote on. Yeah, something that like I've, I'm, I'd honestly be interested to see. Yeah, I, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I still haven't watched it. I've heard it's from a, everyone how really how good it was, but yeah, that's yeah, the only it, thing. It's a commitment, but it's worth watching. Like I, okay. I, I'd say it's definitely a tough thing to like. Okay, I'm gonna commit these like the next two months to watching like eight seasons of hour long episodes each. Really yeah tough, it's a tough thing but like if you get into it you'll be really into it because how many episodes is it per season eight to ten so like right away you're committing 80 hours wait no it's an hour so it's eight and then there's how many seasons eight okay so you're like let's assume hours? yeah 64 hours of this to watch like this whole show like i just have such a hard time paying attention you have to really pay attention right to like follow along with it yeah you gotta you you really do have to pay attention it's not one of those shows that it's background noise like you really got to be invested and there's just so much like there's so many it's kind of confusing because it follows like multiple families at the same time and there's a lot going on and you got to be really vigilant and kind of like focused to understand if you miss one thing, like you could literally miss one line of the show and then like something that happens later on, you'll like not understand it. So it's, you really got to right. be on the ball. Right. Even within the episode, you like miss things that are important and then you can't miss one thing because then it translates yeah. to the next and you miss those. Yeah. That is kind of tough. And like an hour getting home and committing an hour each time. is hard. Like I just like putting on something that's like 20 minutes and I can watch one, maybe two, and then like pass out and just like put yeah. it like shut it down. So like, man, maybe I'll wait and do it in like the winter when I'm not working again. And like, that'll yeah. be when I do it and like, just commit and watch like episodes after episode and just like be like a huge game of Thrones guy. But yeah, you, honestly, you, you would, you would like it. I, I think, I think you would like it. It's a good show. It's really well done. The ending is disappointing, but it's like still worth the watch. It's okay. not like you'll see the ending and be like, I wasted all my time. Like it's still a fantastic show. Okay. Um, just a little disappointed. It's like how about your mother, but better. Oh, okay. Like the ending is better like, in terms of like production and like quality yeah. of the show itself. Right. There were those things that got caught in the episode, so weren't there? There was like a plastic water bottle and yeah, one like, like a Starbucks yeah, cup. Yeah, they really. Did they you really... see them? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. So I think it's just somebody with too much time on their hands, or like was really, really watching the show, not just oh, watching. Okay. Like they were watching. Yeah, they'd seen it and they went back and were watching it for Probably the like third a time or some sort of yeah, like that's just like I don't know. 
I because I, I notice one thing that's kind of funny that which you'll sometimes notice if you go and watch other shows and I've picked it out one that I actually remember which is funny that we brought it up is Friends. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes they put a double in for some of the scenes where like if you and I are sitting down talking and the camera angle changes to be like the back of my head and your face. Sometimes they've changed things and like it's as little as like like Monica's hair will be beside her face in the the front scene that they show and when they go behind her head her hair is like behind her ears. Oh yeah, like the And like I've noticed that. And like cuz it yeah, the consistency of it. There's one that I noticed where it was like Joey they were showing Joey he was talking to Chandler and it changed and from the other angle you if you were really watching or you've seen it before or whatever, like I'd seen it a couple times. So like, I knew, like, I know like what Joey looks like, you know what I mean? I knew that it wasn't Joey. I knew that it was another person sitting there in the conversation. Yeah. So it's like weird things like that. You can like pick them out. If you, if you like watch like intently, if you're like not actually like zoned out or like whatever, you're actually just really watching. You'll be like, wait like that. And then you see something or like sometimes the cuts are off and it's kind of yeah. funny to watch and be like, this was a show that did really, really well and is still successful now. And like, you can pick things out of like, oh, they did that poorly. <laughs> it's like something like, like what's it called? Like continuity. Or I think it's, I think it is. Yeah. Like, where they try to like, cause there are some shows that do it so well. And like some movies that do it really well. I know in like the back to the future series, like no stone gets left unturned. Like they revisit everything they've previously mentioned. It's not like, like there'll be something or some sort of like set or some sort of like character development thing. And then it'll always like resolve. Oh, Whereas, okay. like, I feel like friends and stuff, it's like, yeah, like you said, that'd be so annoying. It just, it looks little things are different. There's a lack of attention to detail. Yeah. Even just like a small thing you notice for like a five second scene, you're like, oh, like they did that wrong or like they did something weird there and you like pick it out. And then it's like kind of, it'll like bug you almost because you'll just be like thinking about the fact that you caught them doing that in that scene. Yeah. But the fact that you don't even have to be that like, in like intense like you don't have to be watching that intently i feel like if you can just casually pick it up during a, like a sit down binge like and you're kind yeah. of half paying attention half on your phone and you can still pick that up it's like come on that's pretty yeah obvious. <laughs> yeah it can be pretty obvious it's kind of funny though I, yeah i saw this one on like apparently it's like the movie fight club or something where the guy like they were had some like 360 shot of like the inside of like a fight circle or i don't know what the hell is going on but and they, as they panned around, you could see like a full-on like cameraman, like holding like the like, filming from a different angle. And they, he was just included like in the movie. No or, way. Yeah. Or like that's a huge blooper. Like that's a huge <laughs> one. If you can see the camera guy. Yeah, you can see like I think it's Fight Club. Let me search like Fight. Oops. Hold on, Fight Club. Camera man. I think I think it was Fight Club. I could be wrong, but it was some movie like that where they just right. like left the cameraman in the background. Uh, that stuff is so funny. Sometimes you can just like catch production things that happen and like see them in there. And it's so funny to see because like if you're just watching, you're like, this is a huge production and they spent so much money and like there's just one mistake. And you think about it, the amount of people that it had to go through. Mm-hmm. to get to the stage of being pre- like put out there and like the people yeah. who didn't notice it and then there's just like some annoying fan who like points it out one time now everyone in the world knows that like this one thing happened like think about game of thrones like how long it would have taken to like film and edit and produce and like how many people would have had to go through the checks of those episodes mm-hmm. and then like 
one person's watching it and they're like, oh, my, there's a Starbucks fucking idiot. And then like the, the producers just like, no, like we all missed it. All a hundred of us missed it. Yeah. At that point, like you couldn't help, but like, you just have to like laugh it off. Yeah. There's no way. Like you did everything you could like, and it's just something that like could have not been there in one take. And they remember watching like the original footage of the scene and being like clearing that. And they're like, okay, actually, we'll touch it up one last time. And then the actor comes in and rests the bottle, like just to change one line or something. And you're so used to uh, it's just a like I I'll let it slide. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it it's honestly more funny than everything. Than, like, just like yeah, it's not a big deal at all. No. McGee, episode eighty one. It's been a good one this far, and it has been weird. We have it's, gone it's weird. weird. We've gone all over the place. We talked <laughs> about worm charming, superstitions. We did Castle Against Moss. We did drummers in the army, talking about going golfing and getting our lads' masters tournament going again, having to play that. We even got into cutting down trees in BC and calling out the province of British Columbia and telling them they need to be better. And we ended up on christian bale sweating turning into on command on command maybe one of the most (laughs) miraculous acting feats of all time turning into whether or not friends is overrated and breaking down bloopers in game of thrones and it has been a wild journey we've been on for episode 81 that's for sure just a whirlwind episode for 81 82 i'm excited because i feel like 82 we're gonna get some even more interesting players for that battle yeah like the higher we go (laughs) The, like the weird, the weirder the numbers get, and we're gonna get we're gonna, the more Russian they get. Yeah, yeah, the more Russian these players get. Next episode is gonna be like, oh, I don't even know. I think Miroslav Satan wore eighty two as well and eighty one, so maybe we'll get him. Hmm. That weird, like Eastern European, these weird uh, number players. So, all right, I'm excited, man. It was a weird one. I'm looking forward to some good ones moving forward. Um, I was telling Zach before the episode, we're getting on the guest hunt again. So don't be surprised if we we make something happen that uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No promises yeah. yet. Nothing confirmed, but we're grinding away. We're grinding yeah. away, making things happen. Haven't stopped uh, trying to trying to make this podcast as as enjoyable as possible for the listeners. Lads and lawn chairs, golf scramble coming soon, featuring Lad Skinco. Um, but that's all for now. That's all yeah. for now. Episode eighty one in the books. Zach, what do you say? Well, I'm going to throw it to you. I'm not taking over your outro, man. That's your thing. Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? What do you think? No, man. It's been a good episode. I'm pumped about some of the things that we're we're working on right now, trying to keep bringing bringing some more good content. And uh, maybe we'll be a little less all over the place for episode 82 because (laughs) we'll actually know that we have to record. Just to clarify that, McGee and I had recorded earlier in the week for last episode. And somehow we were both on the same page, the wrong page. We were both on the same wrong page in thinking that we had recorded that episode and it was coming out this week. I was like sitting here being like, man, I have this Sunday. Like we're just, I'm just chilling. I don't got much to do. Like I already edited and uploaded the episode. It's coming out tomorrow. And then you told me after you had like the same thought Mm -hmm. and you text me and you were like, but then you realize like we didn't. And you text me and you were like, yo, when are we recording? And I literally read it and I was like, what are you talking about? 
like what why would we record <laughs> and then i like went on google and or went on uh youtube and i was like oh my god we didn't record yet <laughs> like, i have to edit this episode yeah. we have to record and edit this episode but yeah we will be prepared for episode 82 hopefully you guys enjoyed this one even though it was all over the place some absolute chaos but yeah it's been a blast man yeah yeah it has been a blast we will be more prepared that's for sure next episode but we will find out that poll of the more disappointing ending in a series we'll get that going um well let us know what you think we always appreciate your feedback so uh keep it coming we'd love to know what you hear what you like what you don't like what you want to hear in the future um so yeah that's about it you know the drill guys catch us next week episode 82 same time same place same lawn chairs cheers lads and lads cheers <laughs>